0: Eagles Nation. Philadelphia Eagles Nation. How y'all feeling out there tonight? <laughs> it is just before 11 p.m. on Sunday night. My voice is not really ideal for a podcast. But I'm about to do something to start off the, 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 the post game. There's not going to be any intro music. Nope, what I have here, can you hear the, can you hear the ice chilling in there, can you hear the, oh yes, yes indeed, we're going to have a celebratory toast to the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles, We're going to have some McAllen scotch, and by the way McAllen, if you ever want to be a sponsor of the program, let's talk. Let's talk. Glad to have you aboard. Eagles Nation, welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. The talk show of the soon-to-be two-time Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. We'll talk about that. We just found out moments ago who the opponent will be. And can we write a better story? Then, going against our old head coach, Andy Reid, and the Kelsey Bro. Kelsey Bowl As the two brothers were going at it. I barely wrote any notes. I mean, I'm just going to wing this show. This whole show is just going to be winged. Winged right through. Before I do that, give me one second. Here we go. Drink responsibly, everybody. Woo! Yeah, I'm sorry. This is gonna be a little bit uh, different pro program as as uh than you're used to. I am like On Cloud9, I'm sure many, if not all of you are. I know sometimes we get opposing teams that listen to the program. And I thank you all. Whether you're an Eagles fan or you're not an Eagles fan, appreciate you tuning in and listening. But Eagles Nation, here we are again. Back to the Super Bowl. Second time in five years. We all know what happened to the last time we got the Super Bowl. You know, when I started this podcast two years ago, I thought I may have missed the boat because as a Eagles fan, it's about to turn 50 this year. <clears throat> I waited over forty years to see our Eagles, our beloved Philadelphia Eagles. Win the Super Bowl. I was starting to think I may never see it. I may never see it happen. That's how long and disappointing being a diehard fan is all about. You don't win them all. In fact, you rarely win them all. Even the team that has the most Super Bowls, what do they got? Six? Right? The Steelers? Six. Although I think Patriots now, have, what, seven? Maybe the Patriots got seven. The Patriots only have six too, right? I think Brady's got seven, but the Patriots have six. Correct? I don't even care. Who cares? Who cares? Point is, not many Super Bowls for really any team. When you look at the history of the league and how old it is. Right? Now, listen. um, So what I was saying was, when I started this podcast a couple years ago, I wanted to dedicate the show, the podcast, to something that has always been part of me since I was a kid, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. And I wanted to bring a fan's perspective, uh, a knowledgeable fan. I know the Eagles like the back of my hand, uh, at least for the last 40-something years. I know their history, but obviously can't speak to it You know, prior to when I was born much. Obviously, I know the Chuck McNericks and the Tommy McDonald's and the Steve Van Buren's and those guys. I know their history, but I obviously never saw them play. But basically, from the mid-80s on, uh, I could speak very, very, very knowledgeable about the Philadelphia Eagles. And there was a lot of disappointment, a lot of heartbreak, because the Eagles had very good teams throughout the 80s. And in the late 90s, in the early 2000s with McNabb, you know, the Vermeil team made it to the Super Bowl only to lose to the underdog Raiders. The Eagles were definitely the best team in football that year, but blew it in the Super Bowl. And then uh, they were the best team in 04. But too many turnovers and Patriots were cheating. That was around the time of the Spygate. And the Eagles came a field goal short of beating the Patriots. That Super Bowl, they should have won that one. So I just, you know, I never knew if I'd ever see it. And then came the magical 2017, 2017 season. And I, I swear to God, by the way, I know I'm stumbling on my words, but I'm, I, this is the only sip of scotch I've had. I'm just like, I'm just so... High in life, really seriously. Uh, it's hard for me to formulate thoughts because I'm just riding this this wave of jubilation from the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm from, <laughs> Jesus, you would think that I've had more than just one <laughs> one <laughs> sip of scotch. I swear that's all I've had, which is kind of scary. Here's another one. All right, bear with me. So in 2017, obviously the magic carpool ride. Eagles, best team in football by far that year, lose their MVP quarterback in Week 15, and uh, or was it Week 14? 14, I think it was. And you know, got to ride out the rest of the season with Nick Foles, who ironically was a quarterback that the Eagles originally drafted, but had bounced around to a couple teams in between, and the Eagles brought back in as a backup quarterback. And then Nick Nick Foles plays out of his mind in the playoffs, destroys the Vikings, and then beats Brady in a shootout in the Super Bowl. And the Eagles win their first Super Bowl championship. They have other, you know, they have other NFL championships before the, you know, before the leagues merged and they created Super Bowl. So this was their first Super Bowl championship in 2017 started a podcast two years ago and I was wondering if I missed the boat you know because I, I don't know it's gonna be another 40 years for the Eagles win a Super Bowl again I you never know it's hard to win a damn Super Bowl and uh but here we are in year two of Philadelphia Eagles talk with Jeff the Eagles are going back to the show to the dance. And man, do we have enough. We could write a book on this Super Bowl matchup. Going to be taking on our old coach, Andy Reid, who I couldn't wait to get fired out of Philadelphia. Now, this was before podcast, but I'll talk about it this week because there's going to be a lot to talk about, like I said. So more to come on that. I'll give you my entire take on Andy Reid and why I was glad that we finally got rid of him in Philadelphia. I'll talk about all that. So don't get don't get too crazy. It's not like I hate Andy Reid. I don't. I think he's. I do think he's a great coach. I do, but I have my reasons why I wanted him gone. And uh, and here we are. You know, the Eagles they clean house. Carson Wentz ended up being a complete bust out once he got hurt, and we found out how mentally weak he was. And then we brought in Jalen Hurts, who were, everybody was like, what the heck you guys drafting another quarterback for? When you already had Wentz here, you just gave a big contract to. And we know he's a big baby. He doesn't want any competition. What the heck are the Eagles doing? Well, sure enough, Wentz winded his way out of Philadelphia. And we ended up giving Hurts a shot. And, you know, we talked about it, the preseason episodes, this year, we talked about end of last year, during the season last year. For those of you who have been sticking with me all the way. We talked about Hurts and how, you know, we, we liked a lot of his intangibles. Loved his leadership. Loved how the team gravitates towards him. Loved his mental toughness. We just didn't know what his ceiling was. Remember me we talked about his ceiling this preseason? And I said, because of his work ethic and his devotion to wanting to get better and be the best, I knew he'd get there. I knew he would reach his ceiling. I just didn't know what his ceiling was. I didn't know if he was going to be that good of a quarterback. I knew he'd get to whatever his ceiling was. There was no doubt in my mind. But where was that ceiling? And we found out this year, all those steps that we wanted him to take, Reading defenses, throwing a ball accurately down the field, spreading the ball around the entire field, not just always rolling out. Um, you know, not uh rushing on a pocket too soon, hanging in there, delivering the ball. All of those things you can check off this season that he improved on. And the guy was probably gonna be an MVP. He would have been MVP this year if he didn't get injured towards the end of the season. That MVP was his. The guy that's gonna win the MVP. Now is who's going to be facing off against Hurts in the Super Bowl? So that's fitting. Another storyline. But the Andy Reed one, another storyline. The Kelsey Brothers, another storyline. This is awesome. I mean, this is going to be a very, very, very good game. And I, you know, I'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts of that game right now. I want to talk about today's game. Because, you know, I, I knew that this game was going to be close. And it probably would have been closer if Purdy didn't get injured. But let's face it, man. Even when Purdy was in the game, he was getting his ass kicked by the Eagles defensive line. No more so than when Reddick came in and pulverized him. The ball went up in the air. It was a clear fumble. He wrecked his arm on the sack. It was just a matter of time. I mean, they were just, they were going to kill him anyway. So all these 49er fans or any any other fans out there who are rooting against the Eagles or just wanted to see a good game today, we all wanted to see a good game today. It is easier when you see a blowout on the team, if your team's in there, that's for sure. I don't want to need I don't need the stress. You know, I'm not a young lad anymore. So it's nice to see a blowout. But if you think that if Purdy was stayed in that game today, that it would have been any different than it was, you're kidding yourself. Okay, maybe they would have scored another touchdown. Maybe. Maybe. The Eagles' defense was tearing that offensive line of the 49ers apart. That's the bottom line. Yes. Did they basically have no plays to run the entire second half because the quarterback went down? Yes. Would it have made a difference if Purdy was still in there? Uh, we'll never know. We'll never know. But whether whoever was back there, quarterback, when they were dropping back for a pass, they were getting hit and they had no time. This, that, and the other. Now, would they have had to run, you know, a thousand run plays in a row because they can't throw the ball? No, they would not have had to do that. So maybe rather than being a 31 to 7 game, maybe the final would have been, I don't know, 28 to 17. bottom line is the 49ers were not beating the Eagles today. Purdy, no Purdy wasn't happening. That's the bottom line. The Eagles dominated that game. Now, was it easier for them to dominate when you got a no quarterback back there? Of course, of course. But again, let's not think that they were dominating that game when Purdy was in there. Did they score when Purdy was in there, by the way? No, they didn't. They scored when their backup was in there. And then he obviously got hurt too. Why? Because the Eagles were destroying that line. So once again, there was a lot of 49er apologists out there or just NFL fans that just wanted to see a good game today. Well, the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. And you know who's going to find out about that next? The Kansas City Chiefs. So, all right. I don't even know how much I really want to dig into the game. I guess I I wanted to talk about it a little bit here, so um hats off to Reddick. I mean, Hassan Reddick was an absolute monster. Unblockable. Unblockable. And you know what? He's actually been that way for like the last couple of regular season games. And then he did it against the Giants and did it against again today. He is just, right now, he is unstoppable. Hassan Reddick. He is unstoppable. He is destroying whoever's across from him, trying to block him, as well as destroying quarterbacks. And I'll tell you this right now. The Kansas City Chiefs don't have as good an offensive line as the freaking 49ers do. So, now, they got a much better quarterback, obviously. Way better quarterback. But, you know, I don't know. He's got a couple weeks to uh, heal up. He's definitely limping around on a high ankle sprain. Those things can last months. So, I don't expect Mahomes to be 100% healthy. When the Eagles play him in the Super Bowl, but he should have at least a couple more weeks for to make that leg start feeling a little better. And the guy Mahomes is incredible. You're not going to ever hear me say anything negative about Patrick Mahomes. He is every bit the elite starting quarterback of the NFL. He is the top guy. No argument for me. I love Joe Burrow too, by the way. And Mahomes finally beat Burrow today. Mainly because of Boathead play by that Bengal that gave him the easy field goal at the end of the game. Who knows if Bro might have uh, rallied that team and beat him in overtime. Because uh, that's where that game was heading if that play didn't happen. But hey, you know, you got to keep your head. You got to keep your heads. And speaking of that, it's a perfect segue. Because let's talk about the 49ers, okay? Before I even get into the game, let's talk about the freaking 49ers. Because let me tell you something. That team, I lost a ton of respect for in this game. What a bunch of cheap shot, sore losers. Uh, and I don't know if it reflects the organization, but it certainly reflects some of the players on the team. I mean, anything from the late hit on Hurts, who was like five feet out of bounds, and then he gets shoved by the dude. That's what kind of started it all. Then you got one of the linebackers in the fourth quarter, like literally punching like five or six punches into the running back. Apparently trying to punch the ball out, but clearly taking punches to the guy's ribs. Just, you know, I mean, I've never even seen that before. Just rearing back and throwing uppercuts. You know, inside, you know, just five or six punches. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Uh, you know, so they get that call, right? And then you got Trent Williams, who's always been a hothead. He was a hothead when he was a Washington Commander. Uh, that guy always likes to sh- scrap it up. Now he's a great player, but he's a hothead. And there was like a little scrum, and you know, some of the players got together. Trent Williams comes in here and decides to body slam uh Trayvon or uh Kayvon Wallace, who somehow got a 50 minute penalty on that play. All he did was take a 50, you know, take a body slam. I think he might have given him a little shove or something. I don't know. I guess maybe the flag was warranted, but I mean, come on. So anyway, I mean, it's like what the hell was I was I watching today by the 49ers? What a bunch of classless bums. So I was hoping the Eagles at that point was going to put a 40 burger on them. I'm like, let's just let's just pour on the points now. Now, they ended up getting that many points, but you know what? That 49er team, enjoy your flight back to California with that big, fat L. Lost a lot of respect for that team. What a bunch of losers. Sore losers on that team. And it's too bad, too, because they're a really good team. There's a lot of guys in that team I like. Kittle's a great player. Fred Warner, is his name Fred Warner? Warner, the the linebacker there. Great, great player. Greenlaw's even a great player, but he's the one that was freaking throwing the punches. So 49ers, you guys didn't do yourselves any favors today. And by the way, the other thing, the coach, Shanahan whining about all the penalties. Dude, every one of those penalties was legit. The only one that was potentially, and I have to see it again, the only one that was questionable was maybe the rough and the kicker. I mean, it, it, maybe he was, he might have been pushed a little bit. I'd have to see it again. Because when I saw it, it didn't look like he was pushed that much. But, you know, that one's the only one that's questionable. All the other ones, the late hits and all the other penalties, the, the mugging of the wide receivers, I mean, they're grabbing on to all the wide receivers, the tight ends. They grabbed on the Goddard. They grabbed on the wide receivers. Uh, Brown. Uh, those are penalties. Those are penalties. And illegal use of the hands. One of the guys had his freaking fist in, uh, in Dickerson's face on the offensive line for about 20 seconds. You don't think that should be called? I mean, I had to be the most undisciplined playoff team I can remember ever seeing. Just penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty, and all legit, all of them. like again maybe the one against the kicker, but I, not. I have to see that play again. But it was it was close. And when you're playing as undisciplined as they were, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt with those calls, with that type of call, if it's close. I mean, Shanahan, I mean, I know he's a good coach. He's a good coach, play caller and all that, but I don't know how good of a head coach he is. You got your team that undisciplined in a big game like that. He costs his team. Costs his team points, costs his team yards. And I know it's frustrating You know, for the players, when you're playing a second half and you know you don't have a quarterback, they can throw the ball. I mean, I get it. That's bad luck. What happened out there? I understand. But that doesn't give you, you know, car blanche to go out and start punching the other team and then body slamming a guy and then pushing the quarterback. Hurts is out of bounds, five yards out of bounds. He shoves him, throws him into the bench. It's ridiculous. No love lost now for the 49ers. I'm glad you guys got your asses whooped. So, you know, the Eagles today couldn't throw the ball too well. I don't know if Hertz's shoulder's still bothering him. I think it is. He has not had an accurate throw uh, downfield, really, since he's been injured that I can remember. Um, except for maybe the one against the Giants there early to Devontae Smith, if you remember, like, the second or third play of the game last week. Um, but other than that, like, he missed Brown deep last week. Should have been an easy touchdown. Brown and his guy beat. He missed Brown twice today. Going down the sideline, Brown and his guy beat twice. He overthrew him. He's overthrown him each time. So, um, you know, Hertz is Hertz is a little bit off right now, uh, accuracy-wise. And Hopefully he gets that, I think, another two weeks to heal that shoulder now. Um, I think it can only help him, but he's got to get his timing down, especially with Brown. It seems to be off right now. And just downfield in general, because he threw it. That's right. It was only once to Brown. The other one was to Watkins, I think. It could have been two to Brown and one to Watkins. I forget. There was a lot of misfires today by by Hurts. Now, the Eagles, this is why they're such a good team, because they're not one-dimensional. A lot of teams – Good teams are one-dimensional teams. The Eagles, they can beat you through the air. They can beat you through the ground. It's like pick your poison. You want to stop us through the air? Then we're going to run the ball. Try to stop that. Stop us through the ground. Then we're going to take it up top. Try to stop that. That's how good the Eagles are. That's why they're so tough to beat. That's why they're the best team in the NFL. That's why they're going to beat the Chiefs. You know, because offensively, they're tough to stop. And defensively, the way this Eagles defensive line is playing, they're killing quarterbacks. That's the 49ers. And then asked the Giants last week. Now, I know Mahomes is a different you know, different animal. Obviously, he's the best quarterback in the league. But if you can't block him, and this is why I was like, even I was thinking to myself, now at least they have a better offensive line than the, the Bengals do. I mean, the Bengals, could have easily won this game tonight. Who knows? They may have. It wasn't for that, that late penalty. But, you know, Burrow would have been killed. He's got no offensive line. The Eagles defense would have had a field day against Burrow, no matter how great he is. And Burrow was awesome. I love Burrow. He's a fantastic quarterback. He would have got killed against the Eagles. The Chiefs do have a better offensive line. So, they're not going to be, you know, able to walk right through the offensive line like, you know, if, if it was Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati, if, if Burrow was able to get the ball off, has got a ton of weapons for sure that the Eagles would have a hard time probably trying to contain. No doubt about that. But Burrow would have got killed against this defense. And the Chiefs, while they have a better offensive line, they have a kind of a gimpy Mahomes. And even though Mahomes obviously still made the plays he needed to, I, the Cincinnati Bengals do not have nearly the pass rush as the Eagles do. They just don't. They have a decent one. But not like the Eagles. And the Eagles are getting after it, man. This, is, this defensive line is just keeps turning it up every single game. 49ers have one of the best offensive lines in football. That's how they won. That's how they protected this rookie that came in, Birdie. He's given enough time. And they run the ball very well. One of the best rushing teams in the league. They have a good off- really good offensive line. Probably second, only to second or third, maybe. I mean, the Eagles have the best offensive line. Well, that has been clearly established if there's any question of that. I mean, I've known that all along this year. We have them as Eagle fans, but the NFL is learning that, how good they are. see think about that fourth and one today, or the fourth and, uh, not the fourth down, but the uh, they tried to sneak it in from like the three-yard line today, <laughs> which is like, guys, you want to get a little closer before you start doing a quarterback sneak? But that's how much confidence that Sariani has in this line, that you can't stop him. And guess what? The 49ers actually did stop Hurts the first time. He only got like a yard versus the three yards. They just ran to play again. Everybody knows it's coming. And you push your five yards into the end zone. You can't stop the Eagles, man. You just can't. So, you know, if the Chiefs are to beat the Eagles, they're going to have to outshoot them. It's going to have to be a, a shootout next week or in two weeks, you know, which I think is going to be a higher scoring game. I do. I still think it's going to be a high scoring game. But, you know, um, we got plenty of time to talk about it. Like I said, there's a lot of storylines, a lot of storylines, uh, with Andy Reid and the Eagles and the Kelsey brothers and Mahomes and Hurts and all the weapons on both teams. It's going to make for a great Super Bowl. It's going to make for a great Super Bowl. I was um, I didn't like the fact that the Eagles had to play first today because I wanted to enjoy. Watching the second game, and had the Eagles lost the four Nineers, because let's face it, the 49 is are a damn good team, especially defensively. I didn't think. The more this closer this game came today, I was thinking to myself, "There's just no freaking way this team's losing to this rookie Purdy. Just not going to happen. No freaking way." Now the Eagles made sure that we going to lose to him as they pulverized them and got him out of the game, but. There was no way they were going to lose this game. No way. Not at home. Hell no. wasn't happening. And that's exactly what happened. Um, but in the event that, say, the 49ers did upset the Eagles today, my whole afternoon in the second game, I would have had no interest in watching the game. I would have just been so distraught, so disappointed, and so just down. But, you know, that game was over with the injuries and everything happened today by the halftime. You know, it was just, the game was over with. For the most part. Except for the you know, something fluky happening. So I don't know. I I don't I didn't write any notes down. I, I don't have a ton more to say about it. Um it's uh it's an amazing feeling. So celebrate Eagle fans. Let's take another one. Only because I'm getting parched here after all the talking I'm going. It is a celebratory drink. It's a celebratory event. I'm sure they're still celebrating in Philadelphia. All right, well. Listen, everyone, um, I hope you enjoyed it. It was a, uh, it's an incredible feeling, isn't it? It's a beautiful thing. This Eagles team has worked their asses off this season. Howie deserves a ton of credit. Jeffrey Lurie from the top of the organization on down. It's been an amazing year. All the moves. Howie hit them out of the park. This team has really come together under the leadership of Sirianni Gannon. Let's give Gannon a lot of credit, by the way. You know, I was Definitely gave him some hard times during the course of this year. Cannon has really come on strong here at the end of the season. He's got this defense highly and finely tuned right now. And Jalen Hurts just, you know, didn't uh, put up superstar numbers today. Just did what he needed to do. The Eagles just did what they needed to do. You know, they knew that the 49ers couldn't throw the ball. So they just knew they, knew they had to just get a decent lead and run out the clock. That's what they did. Just did what they needed to do. Played smart, ran the ball, chewed up clock. That's all they needed to do. They're going to need to score some points against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs don't have nearly the defense the 49ers do. So the Eagles are going to put up points against the Chiefs, no doubt. No doubt about it. Um, So. You know, it's just a very, you know, I have a lot of respect for Travis Kelsey and obviously Jason Kelsey. I think it's a great story. I think it's a really, really great story. Uh, Andy Reid, another great story, another great storyline. Well, no doubt, one of the all-time NFL greatest coaches. You know, I will give him his. I'll give him his props for that. And like I said, stay tuned for. You know, we got plenty of time to talk about this game over the next couple of weeks. And I will talk to you and share with you my thoughts as to why I wanted Andy Reid out of here when I did. So uh, make sure you come back and stay tuned for that. Make sure you follow and like and share this program with your fellow Eagle fans. Please uh, take a moment to rate it. Give me a five star. It would be cool. Appreciate that. You can always email the program as well. Email us the show at uh, petwg at gmail.com. Again, P-E-T-W-G at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on the NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. I don't even have any outro music. I don't feel like playing any music right now. Really don't. We'll We'll let things settle in and get back to normal for the next podcast. Had to obviously talk about the game. Had to get with you all and just share my thoughts on the events today and the game itself. And by the way, any of you out there that were at the game, you guys were as loud as I was hoping you would be. I was there last week against the Giants. I know we were loud because I was there. It took me until about Tuesday to get my voice back. And the link was loud today, man. It was loud. You could hear it from, you know, I heard it on the TV. I was paying a lot of attention to that. I wanted to make sure that the link was loud. You guys were definitely fired up. It was awesome, awesome atmosphere. and. uh By the way, Terry Bradshaw, I mean, I love Terry, but he's just getting too old now. He really is. I mean, he botched the whole, the heck out of that interview with, um, you know, Lurie and Hertz and and everybody there at the end of the, at the NFC uh, Coronation Championship, you know, on the stage there. Just, Terry, just get off stage. Let somebody else do the interview, please. And he was, he was horrible. Horrible. And he starts, he actually... Had the the lyrics to the Eagles fight song, which has got to be one of the easiest renditional, you know, easiest songs to recite in the history of music. Okay. It's not hard. I think a kindergartner can sing the Eagles fight song in about two seconds. Terry brings up the actual lyrics. And then he starts the song and then hands Jalen Hurts the lyrics as if he needs them. (laughs) I don't know if you guys caught them doing that. Hertz just looks at it like, what the heck you doing? I know this song. What the hell are you doing, Terry? And by the way, speaking of music and song, whoever, I don't know who it was that sang that national anthem, but holy smokes. Can you get somebody else, please, next time? Well, I guess there won't be a next time. That was the last game at Lincoln, but my God. You can't find somebody better than that? Butchered the heck out of our national anthem. Whoever that was that was out there. Hopefully that's her last gig. All right. Listen, Eagles Nation. Uh, I probably should have some sign off music, but but I really don't. I really don't. Listen, the bottom line is we are going to the Super Bowl. So celebrate, Philly. Make sure you come on back to Philadelphia Eagles talk with Jeff. We've got a lot more to talk about as we zero in on the Chiefs. Well, let's let's celebrate. Let's let's enjoy this. This is a uh, a wonderful ride. This season's been, and it's been coronated with the NFC Championship, and soon to be coronated for their second Super Bowl championship in five years. It's coming, it's coming, and I'll explain why on the next episode of Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. So please make sure you come back. Thank you again for tuning in. Fly uh, Eagles, fly! Congratulations, Eagles Nation. We're going to the Super Bowl. Have a good evening. Have a good day. Whenever you listen to this program, whenever that may be, and just make sure you tune in for the next episode. The only way to do that is if you follow, subscribe, whatever platform you're on, so you don't miss the next show. Thank you again. We'll talk to you all soon. Fly goes fly, baby. Super Bowl bound. We'll catch you all later. Take care now.